0: One question we absolutely will not be answering in this episode is exactly the uh, size, shape, and color of the thing's dork.
1: <laughs> is there a...
0: You don't have any steam for it, do you? We, I wore, you, there... out. I wore you out. Is there a more the rocky
1: word for that?
0: <laughs> His scrack post.
1: <laughs> You're giving away too many clues when you put it like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, got to be a bit more coquettish about the filthy word you made Shave. up. You did I did not
1: make the word up. I was not involved with anything. Mm. I was just a witness, and I just bring the story forward to the people for the next generation.
0: It's coming up on February. Valentine's Day, the month where everyone, for some reason, wants to talk about boning mm. superheroes. Bone—we're here to answer the important questions, like, does Bastian fuck? Here on From the Rooftops, a podcast about superheroes. Yeah, no. That's Clay. <laughs> <laughs> Who better to talk about this than a couple of former church boys? <laughs>
1: It was, I think I broke I was just, it. Wow. I was just like, all oh, the Bastions are bad picks for that. <laughs> I'm pretty
0: sure Bastion Shaw sure, fucks.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Sebastian Shaw does a lot of things.
0: <laughs> yeah. Many, many of which are not legal. And,
1: you know, with that whole energy absorption thing, the man's got stamina, uh, you know, for days. <sighs>
0: yep. So, hey, uh, turns out that uh, Clay doesn't know that much about shipping. It's not
1: my space, y'all. It's funny interacting in those space. I don't
0: not know. He's implying that I've... Kn- <laughs> you know, you know, he, Clay hasn't heard of what a ship is. I, apparently, Clay doesn't know what hybrid names are. Clay doesn't know why people like Nightwing. Excuse me. <laughs> you will not
1: besmirch my good name with that one. Motherfucker.
0: <laughs> Alright, so... Everybody uh, wants to Super fuck Crash Nightwing, goddammit. Oh, that's absolutely true. Like, like I, I know full well that my own bisexuality is mostly isolated to fictional characters. But yeah, it's you know, on the list.
1: Um, um, I'll tell Danny Shepard that. <laughs> meanwhile,
0: meanwhile uh, that would that would actually make him like the. That would be kind of funny because it would mean that like the most sexually popular character in the entire DC universe is a person of color. Oh
1: yeah, um, I, I, I'm gonna. Uh... Again, folks, remember you can just make people blacker if you want to. Just over time,
0: you can just yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, just saying. If night if Nightwing was a little more olive, it wouldn't be wrong. And if you get seen darker,
1: I mean, the man can just tan. He just tan more and more and more.
0: Have Have you ever seen? Actually, you probably wouldn't have. Uh, we, we, you know, because of because of the uh, Italian and Greek immigrants in our area, uh, we have a lot of people who go home to the family for christmas or whatnot and they come back oh lordy that's a that's a and well a when
1: i lived in chicago i was a small jewish girl and then i came down here and just it, i just <laughs> nope yeah, nobody called me i'm not even joking <laughs> i got down to the south
0: anyway
1: that solved some problems for me
0: so uh so let's let's talk very briefly about shipping in general and you know both both the uh the broader academic concept and uh the the uh expression of it in our culture Mm -hmm. right so people want to see superheroes fuck Mm. um they kind of don't want to watch the superheroes fuck in the comics like that's not actually as big a market as you might think uh but uh but people, boy, boy, oh, boy, do people want to know about superheroes doing okay. it and superheroes doing smooches and superheroes uh, uh, doing smooches on people who they might not have been in proper position to do a smooch on or people they've never met. Let
1: me, let, me, let me ask you some questions. All right, so... Go on. I I have a feeling that a lot of this comes from, like, the lack of, like, how, how to put it, the weird sort of, like, chase and also kind of sexualization in the media. I feel like probably because you're like you're not getting what you want from that space, and but it's like implied yeah. more so than like an actual romance where people are actually romancing. You know, is that do do you yeah. see it more or less or about the same in legitimate like erotica
0: and romance spaces? Okay, so straight up, here's here's a a rule of thumb, right? There is more fan made pornography of mary jane parker than everything that exists in tarot right well, one one character well,
1: nobody actually gives a fuck about that book we're talking about tarot the witch in well, the black whatever the fuck rose right yeah yeah with the, the haunted vagina basically
0: porn the haunted vagina comic yeah yeah the, the one that is basically a titty yes. comic right no one no one cares about that they they have what they want uh if you if you came to that comic for boobs it is there behold well there's also
1: like a gender thing at work there too because a lot of shipping is very
0: like queer and or femme queer so yep Yep. and and to a set to a related extent um shipping also tends to get picked up in in in, Okay. so to talk about this on the academic level Mm -hmm. um there is a paper uh name of it blanks me at the moment i believe it's simply called fan fiction and shipping um and it's a it's an extensive qualitative research into the fact that shipping happens it's a study about how there's this phenomenon of people engaging with media in a way that involves creating their own stories in that same media space um and the study found overwhelmingly this audience of people who make this fan fiction and fan material are usually women and marginalized creators just you know there's, there's there's no there's no like shocking you know well it turns out they're all left-handed or they're all from patagonia it's exactly you're what you putting, it's you're putting it's the people shit
1: that's not there go. In, a, in a place where it yeah. is, you know because they're not serving you in that regard but you still want you still want to be there you still have an interest you know but yeah your interests don't line up with what the material is i guess or what the material wants to serve yeah
0: no you're you you're you're pretty much straight on nailing it there. I mean, I um, do a good bit the, of that general, with my fucking
1: you know head cannons about like I'm pretty sure a walking nigger moment blade is just the thing that exists in my head, but it's a fantastic thing yeah. that should, that should be in everything. But,
0: and the thing with what we describe what we describe in this situation is what's called fan producage, and producage is related to the concept of prosumption, and these are terms that if you hear them being used by anyone in a suit, run away. <laughs> because they are either trying to teach you media studies, in which case they will lure you into a life of penury and failure, or they're a marketing executive and they are scum. Mm. But the basic gist of producer and presumption is the idea that we have made media spaces for people to make things for themselves to consume and then get to shape how they experience that and related stuff. So your Facebook feed is a good example of uh, of, produ- uh, of presumption, where you choose what goes into your Facebook feed, hypothetically, and that relates to what you get to see in your Facebook feed. The, uh, the, the idea of producage is if you have like one big central tent post of, of content creation, like Marvel or DC they can produce what they produce in one very specific way. They they make a definitive canon about what comes out. And I know that the idea of a definitive canon in comics is just inherently. But we're gonna have have an episode about that one day. Oh Boy, are we going to have a... Like, we, you, we'll You break out the Bible quotes. We'll start talking about fucking harmonization and, and you know the pearl of great price and shit. Y'all,
1: um, I have been like floating the whole Why the Multiverse is Bullshit episode like, every time we get together. It's going to happen one day, and
0: you'll yeah. be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, it's going to be great fun. In fact, what I recommend we do for that one is we get Corey on and just have him sit there without the mic on, just getting steadily more... Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's how he listens to these anyway.
0: Love you, Corey. Anyway. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. See, see, I'm the nice one who supports our fans. Uh, anyway, so the, the, uh, the thing is, this whole modern idea, quote-unquote modern idea of uh, producage and presumption is basically just trying to put a label on shit that they noticed people were already doing. Shipping and its cousin Slash as as cultural phenomenon, got their starts in like the seventies. So, uh, Clay, you're 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 a smart fellow. You're aware of the world. You 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 have met a woman or two. You you have vague ideas of the kind of things women's might like. What do you reckon was the first series that resulted in shipping being written and shared? Star Trek. Star Trek was generally seen as the start of it, but it's not. Mm. Star Trek is, in fact, the second. Wait, wasn't it, like, a Starsky and a Hutch or some shit? It's Starsky <laughs> yeah, and Hutch. Yeah. And Starsky and Hutch was the, like, there was there was a group of people making fucking zines of their Starsky and Hutch bone fictions. And their Starsky and Hutch bone fictions were so successful and widely distributed, the bone fictions got a convention called ZebraCon, which was about about Starsky and Hutch doing it. Whoa, wait
1: a It's called ZebraCon because it's H- yeah. Huggy Bear and one of the guys.
0: Uh, no. Okay. No, it's the name okay, of the car. I was
1: gonna insult someone. I was it's, gonna... It's... That, that, that shit would've been racist. <laughs> that, would,
0: that would extremely <laughs> not fly, yes.
1: Because <laughs> I do I remember very little hmm, about sorry. Starsky and Hutch, but I know there was a pimp named H- Huggy Bear and two guys that were maybe cops? They were cops, Okay, yeah. so...
0: One of them was straight laced and and, and and had and, and followed the rules, and the other one was wild and loose.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: yes, did you have something no, to share with I, the class? I'm just
1: here to make noises. Keep going. <laughs>
0: this this zebracon was so successful. Starsky and Hutch's actors attended because they didn't know it was a con about them boning.
1: So what did they do after?
0: <laughs> I don't know if they ever found out. Anyway, so this this uh oddball little culture that you've got going on here um kind of laid the groundwork for what became star trek's version of the same thing uh slash fiction uh which was about various male members of the star trek cast in the original series getting it on so this is this is a well established long-standing history and if you want to reach back even further there are like old stories from like the 17th century and whatnot like there's some someone wrote ages ago, a story about Arsene Lupin, and, sorry, Arsene Lupin and, um, Sherlock Holmes doing it. So, like, wait, this is, this is not new. This is not new at all. But, what it usually is, is written by women. And if there's anything comics love, it's ignoring what women have to say. There
1: is that thing of, like, sometimes you don't get credit for being the first, you get credit for being, like, the most famous, or the, the first one yeah, with money,
0: yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: You're uh, you're going to notice um, that come uh, what's February 16th, the first one with money. How you doing there, T'Challa? Being the first. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Sorry, took, took, took me a moment. Uh, translator's note, Clay is mad about people referring to Black Panther as the first superhero movie about a black character. Anyway. <laughs> because only Clay remembers and cares about Blade.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, Star Trek and fucking... So,
0: yeah. Yeah, so that, that that's kind of your academic background. And shipping, shipping gets to do this wonderful thing that, that the real comics don't, which is they can have a million front ends. They can have so many different canons going on that it's kind of impossible for anyone to be wrong and anyone to be right. So, yes, of course, we fight over this. But shipping in superhero comics is getting more and more interesting, because some of the people involved have noticed this and have noticed that like there are people reading our comics or asking other people to summarize the comics for them who are interested in whether or not the characters are doing it mm-hmm. that's new that's that's relatively unexplored territory for the for this branding
1: it, it's still yeah, again it's good when people like pick up on some of that stuff but yeah. some people have bad ideas i'm not going to be i'm not going to lie <laughs> some of y'all no no
0: no one of the one of the uh, things that's generally seen as being like the push behind the modern culture of everyone talks about shipping people are okay with shipping is uh the nice way to point to it is that the anime manga boom of the 90s and the fact that like Dragon Ball Z is mainstream uh, that whole thing is part of why this even exists because the uh, th- there is a strong culture of making amateur comics of established comics in japan oh, yeah. and a lot of them are about the characters doing i mean it.
1: there's a whole in like, there's a strong industry there and there's a there's a path there where you can just you know draw a point of someone else's character's so fucking, and become the next big thing doing your own like i mean that's always for me like the value of fan work is working you know working within someone else's framework to develop yourself and then just doing your yeah. own thing after a certain point right
0: yeah 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 Fit. Fan- and, and and the idea of doing your own thing is even more funny when you consider, like, if, if for anyone further interested in this particular tangent, uh, go to everythingasaremix.com, which just talks about modern understanding of creative process uh, in the light of the infinitely reproducible age, because we have this idea now that remixes are new. They're not. I and mean, you know, Clay, Clay and I were both raised by people who were very well attached to remixes of Jewish texts.
1: <laughs> nothing new under the sun is is in and yeah, of itself and an old old saying
0: yeah that that was martin <laughs> luther who did you know farted a lot anyway so <laughs> <laughs> we're going places in this podcast um so uh the the, the nature of shipping and of fan fiction is of this big creative space where lots of people are just throwing their hat in you, there's no gatekeeping Unless it's being imposed by the fandom themselves, and for the most part, if you if you some if some gatekeepers are pissing you off in your fanfiction corner of the world, you just pick up and you go to a different section. You you just change the tags you use, or use you, you put down a sign saying "haters stay out." Like yeah, that you're allowed.
1: That, I, I was talking before, like I got into the space of discussing like what is the appeal, what is the driving force behind a certain character. It was uh, about Jason Todd, and you know. My perspective was, oh, it's for you know, like the annoying sort of Punisher fans crossed with the annoying sort of Batman fans, and this was a very ship sort of crowd. They're like, what? Who? What? And like, it was alien. There was an alien concept to them, and they they, they went up because they they all think he's like this cute, sad character who's you know rebelling and this that and the that. third. I'm like, I mean, yeah, but like that that's not the thing people came yeah. to play Arkham Knight about. <laughs> that's, yeah, well, that, that's... Those, those, there are different audiences that don't even like. Rush up against each other, except maybe every so once in a while at a convention, you know. And they're, and both of those audiences—that's well, that lens yeah. thing. And I and I—the funny thing is, both of those audiences are thoroughly convinced that like they're the driving force entirely. Oh, and like yeah. none of them are like it's. I don't even know if it's somewhere in between, but I think they're both wrong, <laughs> like in that regard.
0: The the main thrust we know of what makes money for the comics industry is mostly merchandising, not not the direct sale of comics. The direct sale of comics is usually used as like a harbinger of what should get merchandise, which is why you might notice if you're our age, uh, Deadpool, just everything has a Deadpool on it now. Um, Harley, Harley when, popped off. When Deadpool's comics were like really good, um, you know, before he teamed up with Cable and when we had like that really interesting plot line, which included all these ideas. Of of like predestiny and and the capacity of making something redemptive out of out of being a failure. Yeah, fuck
1: all that! Look at these uh, memes and, and though. That'll... Look at all these memes.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the best Deadpool comics are alien content to the meme beast that is Deadpool now.
1: What's the whole thing about like the Deadpool co- Man, I probably wouldn't hate Deadpool half as much if it wasn't for Deadpool cosplayers.
0: <laughs> I I feel kind of bad about that because like. Deadpool guy cosplayers are usually using the cosplay as an excuse to be a dick. Girls cosplaying Deadpool are usually pushing uphill against people who are utter dicks. So I, f- I feel kind of torn on that. And last year, that's where Gwenpool came from. So like, you know,
1: uh, there's...
0: I don't even like Gwenpool that
1: much. It's, it's it's I I blank on Gwenpool. It's like, oh okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's like Spider Gwen, but for a completely different character. She's not related to it at all
1: it's 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 the same it's some of the same things i have with deadpool it's like
0: the excessive matterness
1: it's like at a certain point man yeah like, tell your fucking story right
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well and and that's that's one of the things with like i said that period of deadpool that i really liked that period of deadpool um was a very tightly cored story with lots of jokes wrapped around that tight core and like yeah was it a joke that he saw it, that he saves the day by kicking captain america in the nuts absolutely it was a joke but they still had a joke they still had a story around it to make that joke meaningful and i really like that but instead we get the characters being reduced to and not so reduced is kind of a bad word um purified instead all right like the jason todd of the shippers who is i will note you know a, uh, a bad boy with an overbearing uh, and abusive father figure who expected too much of him and has intense rage issues that he's displaced into violence in the world around him that is still trying to filter through an intense sense of justice, ladies, uh, is, is, uh, like, I, you know, that is still a valid take on Jason Todd.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think part of that, there is, there is definitely this aspect of, like, attaching to something that's there. It's always like, how much yeah. of that there is there, right? You know? <laughs> And how much of that they are they really adding? There's always something because like this mm. a character they didn't make again. It's fan work, so they're attaching to something that's there that's worth expanding yeah. on. And it's funny to watch those directions just go way the fuck over there. And again, yeah, yeah, I make up I, shit all the time sometimes just because I think it's funny, <laughs> but other times because yeah, I it's part of this is because I have this fondness for less popular characters just because that's where I think the interesting yeah. potential is, and that is part of it, right? If you're yeah if absolutely. you're following superhero stuff a lot of it if you're not just a mainstream you know if you're not following some of the big four or three a lot of it is love for what potential they have and listen for what they are because they're underutilized they're misutilized a lot so like you see a yeah. lot of the potential that's there in that the same way with people who you know see the potential in certain relationships or couplings or pairings that isn't there or
0: might be there you know yeah and And, uh, the other thing that makes comic shipping particularly noteworthy is because comics, comics are a absolute mess, continuity wise. There is no pure, true canon, which makes them absolutely wonderful places for fan fiction. And because all the writers now are not the creators of anything they're working on, uh, the official material is fan fiction too. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, every single one of these people would describe themselves as a fan except Joss Whedon. And, like, that, that doesn't make the work invalid. In it, it the funny thing is, by dint of having an official sticker on it the uh, the DC universe and Marvel universes get to say, well, our stuff is more valid because people who are long dead's family sold us the rights to a thing to, to you know, think you know, in, in order to pay the rent, which is just really funny when you think about it as like a terms of expressing art. Like that's that's the the key, you know, having had money, having been able to buy them. How, how would that person know more about what Jason Todd's inner life should be like than uh, someone who really really wants to see him blowing Nightwing?
1: There is something to be said of like being able to actually appoint a successor, so to speak, which is something that yeah. requires an entirely different business model than what we have, or yeah. even an entirely different economic system than what we have these days. You know, something yeah. more of a commune, less
0: of a civil corporation, but. Well, I and the other thing with that is that, like, if you want to, if you want to find a way to guarantee to kill all shipping buzz, all shipping interest in a character, let's do something definite, nail it down. Like, g- give them, give them the romance story they want. Well, that you think they want, because you're not trying to please an audience. You're trying to, you're trying to please a thousand audiences who all have very subtly different takes on exactly what's going on. No, nah. Is um, the thing. And does that... Know, if you if you go back into your...
1: How much does that actually work? Because, <laughs> I don't, like...
0: Very awkwardly. Like,
1: no, just to, like, hey, if you want to stop it, just give them what they want and they'll stop. Do they stop? Do they ever really stop?
0: So, to answer that question, kind of?
1: Um, okay, so if Keith and what? Lance actually get together, all that weirdness will end
0: because... <laughs> well, less so than you think. What might happen is it might become boring. That will kill shipping. Really? Yeah, yeah. It, it, like... Um, Avatar had had a thing for a while there, where there was this big, intense question about... See,
1: now we're getting uh, into a bit of territory I've actually explored, because I had feelings about Korra.
0: (laughs) Not not, not Korra. Uh, The the original series had extensive and massive shipping wars. And, you know, uh, about uh, the Zutara versus the Katang, which is... An alien race from Star Control, you weirdos. Um, uh, ship war of like is—is is it a be- well? What they were arguing at the time is, will it be canon? Whereas what they really wanted to say is, is it a better story? Uh, but the question of like, should uh, Katara wind up with Aang Zuko. or should Katara wind up with Which Zuko? Bullshit
1: thing. You know that, that they looked at each other like twice, and it's like, get the fuck out of here! Like, no, no, I, I don't know. I don't know if the fucking Katara, Z- you know, Ang thing really makes a lot of sense either. But like, this, no. this, <laughs> there, there, there's they were doing stuff. I think some of the stuff. They were friends there was something beside, the Zuko thing was like, like, there was more there, there between Katara and Toph than there was between Katara and Zuko. Like,
0: And see, see, you have opinions <laughs> feelings about what, and there, there is, there are takes on this that make it inherent sense to you. Now, one of the things that really cooled off that whole thing was, was the introduction of May, but the only, the, all that devoted energy from the people who are into Katara and, and uh, Zuko winding up together, was suddenly being expended on proving why may was a garbage character who should not be allowed in the series and you know conspiracy theories about how her hair was dirty see,
1: see all you've done is generate hate for a perfectly suitable character like you didn't stop them yeah. you just made them do something bad <laughs> it was probably yeah, more yeah. harmless when they just drew pictures of them fucking now they're like killing
0: that poor girl yeah yeah and, and this leads to such things as the genre of hate fic, which is fiction about watching a character you hate suffer, because because we're weird. <laughs> like as a culture, we're pretty fucking Boy, weird. If you want
1: to hear the most like awful shit, just say the words "olicity" anywhere. Like you know, you could just be in the woods. You could... <laughs> Oh God! See, yeah, see, yeah, you're not arrows, even invested, in you already
0: know shipping community.
1: Oh my God! Like, oh,
0: <laughs> I, I occasionally. Like I do I do Photoshop uh like photo manipulation stuff for people periodically just you know like can you make the hair in this picture blue or something like that and my glory uh I, I the uh the occasional things that co- that come into my sphere because of the uh the the Arrow fandom is amazing it's, it's such... like there there are people getting tattoos over this stuff
1: the, see that's the level cuz it's like uh... It's like yo, you know, I, I can have this or that feeling about the relationships, all I want to, but like yo, I'll leave that poker. That's a that's a fucking actress. That's a person.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a human. Emily Bett Rickard that's seems weird. like
1: an okay girl. I don't. I haven't seen her do anything. She pisses me off less than like half the people on that show. But god damn, just god damn.
0: Yeah. And and that's that's one of the side effects of shipping that tends to be like the, the, the points where it like bursts up and it gets into like public attention is when someone involved in the community does something weird or stupid. Um and because you know Yeah, sorry, this is this is like a really despairing topic because it always intersects with things like, Oh hey, we treat women like shit and oh hey, we, we, we ignore uh the a whole bunch of things about marginalized people until we can do something awful about it. Like, you know, that whole web of interconnected miserable stuff I mean, um, when i'm trying to talk about happy things like people enjoying watching superheroes bone i mean this
1: is like and fandom like in general watching. right like we anybody who's listening to this is probably very well aware of all the terrible like fandom eruptions that have happened in really big public potentially you know politically influencing ways over the past couple of years so like these, yeah, yeah this is an aspect this isn't like oh those weird teenage girls they're fucking are doing this thing like they're the ones who are hounding people and making death threats i mean yes but so is every fucking body else who becomes a big who turns fandom into an identity point you know
0: yeah and and like that's that's like recently Lindsay ellis put out a video talking about twilight noting that it is kind of weird that twilight got more hate than anything of a comparative ilk of quality
1: Uh, um
0: and the movies were treated as if they were especially poisonous when they were just mildly successful mediocre movies
1: think about like the comparison of it's still like there's this thing of like how things get treated within their own circles and how in the outside world because like in the outside world both of these things are made fun of but within like the nerd circle how long was the whole like you know who would win in a fight argument treated as like a legit thing and that's a masked masculine sort of presentation right that's why it's okay to hypothesize about you know why you could have a whole fucking internet show about it and it's like, yeah, sure, whatever. But like, okay, like, what's what's the what's the shipping equivalent to Death Battle that has millions of views and makes money? Besides, you know.
0: All right. So, and and for, and for perspective, you said how long is blank blank blank? I can remember twenty one years mm-hmm. ago getting into those arguments,
1: and and it wasn't you know it's just
0: right. like this is what we do. You know, we talk about superheroes, they
1: fight because superheroes punch each other. Like it's part of the genre, you know. So, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But, like, that's also a gen- uh, ge- uh, gendered thing, because they also, you know, involve... Like, there was the, old, the idea, Gail Simone says, where she tends to view Superman as, a, a lot of the time, as a major romance between Lois Lane and Clark Kent. And you can look at the movies and see that, and so that's just as much a part of the story as all the action, because, like, what are you fighting for, right? You know, a lot of, a lot yeah. of times it's for someone you
0: care about. Yeah, and and... and... We have this, we, I say in this case specifically, um, excluding clay, uh, white guys have this thing where we tend to view uh, media in forms of consumption and power. Uh, this is why the, the archetypal nerd is the kind of person who will say, oh, you're a big fan of comics, well, name ten. It's like that's that's an attempt to demonstrate power, in this case, the big brain thing. And there's nothing quite so inimical to that particular form of tender white boy softness, as girls because we are we are like as a culture conditioned to believe that they are strange odd unicorn creatures that will definitely never ever ever understand you but maybe you can dupe one of them into doing a smooch on you at some point in the future mm. but like you know don't, don't ever think of them as like people or interested in what we're talking about
1: it, it's, it's
0: this is yeah so, so you see what I mean like toxic masculinity gets involved all this other stuff but but, 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 while killing a ship is relatively easy, if you just don't mind, you know, ruining the day of a lot of people who you've got no reason to piss off, one thing that's really fun is most shipping is about empty space for characters, and a lot of ships are just really engaging ideas on their own when you start viewing them that way, because they're mostly dealing with characters where we don't, well, t- to use the joke, does Bastion fuck? there's no reason the story will ever bring that up. There's no reason like Overwatch is an absolute festival for this Oh god. Stuff.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so
0: I was thinking
1: <laughs> about two completely different bastions. So like first yep. I was thinking about the, the the one we know from City Heroes. And then I was thinking about yep. the X Men no. No, the X-Men Cyborg like villain. It was like a sentinel man. <laughs> and I'm and then No <laughs> I forgot there's a one in
0: Overwatch. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and for what it's worth, does Bastion fuck is, um, is my friend Etten's go to question to see how the humor of a group goes. <laughs> Cause, you know, if their response to that is, you know, how dare you, he knows he's on a good group that he controls a lot.
1: Um, uh, <laughs> uh, poor little bird.
0: But yeah, um, Birds, but thing. like these questions of like, do these characters fuck like do these ca- or, 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 or what do they care about how are they engaged romantically um Rachel Stevens of Women Write About Comics has, has uh advocated very hard for I want to say it's called Windblade but I'm gonna get it wrong uh, uh the Transformers uh story which is mostly fixated on the which has a strong and recurring uh plot thread about effectively gay robots and they're a culture that doesn't have sex, as we do, because they don't need it to reproduce. It's not part of their, their biological You're bigger system.
1: You're so, How do... What, how, do baby Transformers come from?
0: Uh, are we doing this? are doing this right do, the fuck now, you, man.
1: Uh, I want to know.
0: Okay, so Transformers come from what's called protoforms, which are small, liquid, blobby things, which have got uh, a spark infused in them. A spark is basically a soul... Which comes from the heart of Primus, which is basically God in the context of the Transformers universe mm. and is opposed by its evil brother, Unicron. Mm-hmm. You happy? So That's where
1: new Transformers... I've seen Protoforms like in Beast Wars, and I thought that was just like them in Hypersleep. But these were like baby Transformers, but they came out with fully developed personalities, so I'm confused.
0: Okay, so in Beast Wars... I cannot believe we are doing this. Uh, in Beast Wars, <laughs> the Protoforms <laughs> have kind of got their first... You know outing as a concept. Before that point, G one Transformers represented new Transformers coming from uh, technological devices being stolen and then having a spark imbued in them from another source, usually either a computer bank. In the case of Bruticus and the Combaticons, so they were like parasites,
1: a, uh, or like so, like so. Wait, so the Transformers are like ghosts that haunt design devices, is what I'm understanding.
0: Generation. Generation One ones were, uh, um, this idea although in in the case of Generation One, it's even more messed up because they like basically took a whole bunch of robot, took a whole bunch of different planes to God and said, "Oh God, please imbue this with life,
1: like airplanes, uh, like that airplanes <clears throat> to, get to 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 Primus, I'm assuming." And said they give these yeah. souls. They're still ghosts. Yeah. I like this idea. I like ghosts. I see. See what well, if, if y'all motherfuckers had told me about the ghost robots, I would have actually been in the morning of Transformers. <laughs>
0: Look, if you were, if you were going to be into an alien ghost robot that, sorry, an alien robot that transforms into a car, how are you more into it when it turns, when it happens to be also a haunted alien robot that turns into a car? Because it's a fucking ghost! (laughs) Alright, fair enough. that's a compelling case. Uh, Now here's the real question, do
1: ghosts fuck? Yes,
0: Uh, they do. Actually, we know that ghosts, no, no, we know that ghosts don't do it because of the well-established 1970s movie. Ghosts can't do it.
1: Is that a mo- Are you talking about Ghosts with Patrick Swayze because they totally fucked in that movie?
0: No, no, no. Go- ghost is not part of that canon. It's actually a movie called Ghosts Can't Do It, and and the plot I of Ghosts out. Can't Do It. Go- I can't no, no, believe no, we are no, in this tangent. No, no. First of all, no, first of all, Ghost
1: is the you- is the Ghost fucking canon, and they fucked in that movie. So Ghost now no, all right. Patrick Swayze, Whoopi Goldberg, whatever that white girl's name was th- that that's the movie. That's the science. That's the lore we're going on here.
0: Alright? Whoopi is a good citation. Yeah.
1: Also, those the, the shadow things are the most terrifying thing I've ever seen on television. And so, no ghost. I don't care about the weird seventies bullshit. It has a lie in the title telling you cannot believe movies that make statements that are lies. <laughs> right,
0: and I, I, I just I just want you to know about the plot of Ghost can't do it because it's amazing. Um, I lie, lie to the people. A elderly man. An elderly man can't have sex with his super hot trophy wife. This elderly man happens to be the highest billed actor in the entire movie. Uh, and, and because he can't have sex with his hot trophy wife, he gets really sad and I think dies? Uh, either way, he is not available and he winds up haunting the living body of a young hot stud who he then later like fully supplants and displaces out of his body so that he can do it with his hot wife. This is in fr- this is all framed as comedy.
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> There is nothing we white people will not act entitled to, including the bodies of the young.
1: Look I, look I assi- I have assembled a group of people who look vaguely like me around me in my life in case of the inevitable soul transfer. Unfortunately, they're all around my age, so, like, I need younger ones, but, like, yes. You know, fuck, yes. None of this, none of this, this all makes sense to me. I don't know why
0: you're treating this, like, it's so weird. So this is Clay's ghost protocol.
1: Yes! Anyway. Motherfuckers don't have
0: ghost rules? Uh, like, I mean, like, I'm crazy or some shit. But the thing is, shit, and, and we're now talking about movies which have deliberately built themselves <laughs> in spaces that are conventionally left alone by whatever subject they're touching. I mean, I'm assuming like, this is like, like a Porky's ghosts. type of thing. No, no, it's it's framed as like a romantic story. Like, oh, it's so sad, he can't do his hot trophy it wife. It
1: do it in the title?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the 1970s, man. We are a classic. That's person.
1: why I thought it was something like that. Like, you know what I'm talking about when I talk about
0: Porky's, right? It's like a. I know what you're talking about with Porky's. Okay. Porky's is like an archetypal sex. Yeah, one. there
1: you go. Yeah, like I, I assumed with like the ghost possessing the dude's dick and what have you. I just assumed.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. and it's not one of your talking vagina films either. Uh,
1: does because Dead Man is like fixated on this girl, and I wonder. Like there was the um, Dark Justice League Dark movie where uh, he. <sighs> If memory serves, he's like, tries to bring a body home, like, in it. She's like, no, Boston, what the fuck? No!
0: By the way, I just want you to know that this is just going to be hell to edit. (laughs) Like, at what point does this actually matter? Probably it does. Keep it all in. What the fuck? Why not?
1: (laughs) Oh, but, yeah.
0: Unsolvable problems. There is also... But, yeah, so so shipping, shipping is mostly about satisfying an unsatisfied need. And the stuff that draws that is the stuff that doesn't make a point of it. Like, in in some cases, it does get to this weird effect. Like, um, there is something of a habit of uh, certainly queer readings of texts to, like, hyper queer things. You know, all these characters are now gay, trans, etc. Mm. But, you know, that's, it's not like it's wrong. It's not like it's an incorrect lens to use to examine the text. It's just not one that was intended, but. You know who is to speak of the intended lens who, who speaks for the the correct interpretation because I mean, that's and then just And there's also the usually.
1: aspect of what is the actual value of intent because like if you didn't intend to do x but you did x anyway that you got a whole lot of x on your plate right
0: and it's... yeah and it's going to give yeah. it to you <laughs> so like to, to use another example, because this is mostly all about readings. Like, we started on shipping, and then we got to ghost dicks. But we're really talking about, like, lenses of interpretation, ghost as we just use, seem to always. It just out of the walls. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, the to, to use one example of a lens that I find really compelling and interesting. Um, so there's this, there's a blog. Sorry, no, it's a Twitter robot, which just says, uh, which just tweets pictures of fandom characters and tags them. Such and such, the character in the thing is gay usually or sometimes such and such is queer or such and such is um trans it's something like that and it's it's just meant to be the kind of bot that annoys um uh, uh, people who get into fight with robots on t- on twitter um where the whole point of it is just like you know we have as much connection to these characters and ownership of these characters as the people who say that we don't belong that's cool um but one time it threw up um uh dipper pines is trans Hmm And this is not a position that I had seen well-argued. Like, I just looked at that, you know, single picture and went, all right, hang on a second. Dipper is one of twins, which is, you know, that's not necessarily a thing at all. He aggressively like super aggressively patrols away from feminine interests despite having feminine interests like he likes uh an abba knockoff um he he has some degree of feminine socialization you look at him as you know he's presented younger and he's doing things like hiding most of his clothing in his body and you know he seems to be ashamed of his body he's he's very defensive about his chest hair and whatnot like oh yeah i could totally see a reading where you know, Dipper's defensiveness about his macho-ness is because he's a trans boy and he feels excluded from that. That's actually kind of a cool reading. And, you know, that's just a simple matter of a very... You know, that's a that's a random Twitter robot throwing up an, a random... Literally a random choice on, on a wheel. And I thought that that was a kind of an interesting example of building in a space that the story didn't intend, and it doesn't hurt anything to have
1: it there. I've uh, heard of an uh, involved thought process that, say, uh, Emma Frost is trans because she is sort of over performative like feminine she's being extremely like a woman by the same token they point to logan because they say a they it's been established that logan sort of regenerates into his idealized self-image that's why his hair does that and so hypothetically when injured and when you know sort of like having his complete memory erased and just being whatever's there he regenerates into what we see of him, you know? And there's the whole idea that he overperforms masculinity because he's, you know, fuck, we know how Logan is and we know he's the hard beer drinking, fighting, like hairy guy, you know? He's extremely masculine to ludicrous degree. And that, and this was a, a theory presented by sort of a, a, a trans mask person, like an openly trans mm-hmm. mass person, so that's a thought process to take. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of, and again, Like, it's it's in the same vein of, like, mask and, like, famine, like, the whole idea of... There's that other, like, sort of gross aspect of the whole, like, women of Kleenex, Man of Steel bullshit thing.
0: Yeah. Which is, by the way, the same thing in a very macho way. It's trying to make it a... It's trying to nerd brain at that particular question of, like, yes, but do they fuck?
1: Hmm, let's let's do the numbers. Like, if...
0: (laughs) (laughs) And, like, that whole added... uh, and, And you do get a, a certain variety of shipping which is also just basically porn and not not a. this is just mostly a story about characters doing it porn but like these characters now behave in a very arch stereotypical de- de-characterized dehumanized fungible way like all the women have the same basic point of dialogue uh i, I remember one uh one author who um uh, and you know, hand, hand over heart. Here, yes, it, I have read quite a bit of shipping stuff in my time. Uh, I, I remember read and wrote an author from Yeah, yeah, I, I, I have. I both wrote a lot of fan fiction, um, and wrote a lot of shipping-related fan fiction. And I even, for occasional dushes, dip dips of money, yeah. uh, wrote uh smutty stuff for people.
1: I just remember the things you uh, say about people's perspectives on nightwork This just...
0: <laughs> just uh. If my sister is listening to this. Oh.
1: Hi. <laughs> oh.
0: I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt my sister listens to my opinion on superheroes. Anyway, so. <laughs> See, this is all easier before I was like, you know, oh, I really care about my family and I want to build this connection and be like a good nurturing presence in my family's life. Mm, this sucks. Anyway. <laughs> So. <laughs> I wasn't to hey, whose just... fault is that that I'm trying to be a good guy, huh? Mm-hmm. Who bullied me to that, huh, Clay?
1: Mm-hmm. See, man, mm-hmm. all I was going to say was I remember you saying some people, like, had an interesting perspective on Nightwing that... Because <laughs> we've been talking about ghost dicks yeah, for, like, the last hour and a half, so, like, that ship is a ghost ship with a ghost...
0: Oh, it's well-sailed. That, that, that ghost... That ship has well-sailed, That well ghost sailed. ship yeah.
1: is ghost-dicking all over the place. It's...
0: <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, damn it, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I, I want to make it clear. I'm giggling, but that's in large part because I'm very easily embarrassed about this stuff. Uh, Do not, if you're if, you if you're a smutty fanfiction author, uh, indulger, reader, or whatnot, I really want you to feel that you should b- live your best life and enjoy the living hell out of anything you can get out of this kind of media you want, because go you. And if you can get paid um, for it, you paid for it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Charge. Um. But the the um, idea, sorry, I, I remember, like, and this was, like, to me, like, one of my boundaries of realizing the differences between, um, you know, the smutty fan fiction that I was reading and uh, the the shipping kind of fights in that there was one author who was so, in, who, who was just writing, you know, porn, just straight up writing. These characters appeared on a the scene. They started doing it. And I'm going to describe them doing it. And I'm done. And, you know, I, I happen to be conspicuously done around the point where you know you, you know the fanfiction lasts about as much time as it would take to uh yeah, anyway uh but the point but I remember really distinctly this character this this author made all the guys black
1: mm-hmm.
0: black cyclops black wolverine black like all of them mm-hmm. not explained they were How just they black
1: doing like thing
0: not not the thing not that particular black thing black thing in porn just like you know these characters were black and talked like hip-hop stars ah,
1: they see they do, they're so, doing a thing
0: <laughs> they're, they're, they're doing a thing and and that's the kind of that that that's that's porn that is you know reducing these characters down to fungible replaceable elements and, is... and that's really well yeah yeah um and that's really peripheral to the kind of shipping stuff that like really drives these communities
1: i mean a lot of it is about the emotional connection, because uh, again, depending on who's writing it, a lot of these characters aren't like reaching that emotional level you would hope they'd have. Especially when they're getting a book coming out every month for fifty years, you feel you know you'd hope people were exploring the actual nature of these characters on a deeper level. But depending on who's writing it and what they're trying to write, sometimes you don't get mm-hmm. that. And yeah, there's enough fucking space to actually I, and again how people's relationships like improve or hinder or move a character or a person like. Your connections with people is a lot of what makes you who you are or lack thereof. And yeah. like completely dis, you know disregarding that aspect just to show how they solve X problem leaves them feeling kind of empty sometimes. And if people want to fill that emptiness with something or explore it. I, if I have strong opinions about ships, it's usually about relationships that happened that I think were better that ended. Like, fuck you, Renee Montoya and, and Kate Kane were the couple and you fucked it up. Like, yeah. okay, Maggie Sawyer, you're nice. Get the fuck yep. out of here. You know. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I am not I'm not fighting you on this one. I, I, I have tried to fight Clay on this one in the past, mostly in the vein of like, what are you talking about? And I have bite marks.
1: It, that, uh, uh, anyway. But like that and like yeah. th- like stuff that happened that was then left on the wayside, especially again with my whole fixation of lesser smaller characters, It's like here's a great direction for this character to go. And now they stalled because such and such a writer didn't want so-and-so to get married on camera or some bullshit.
0: Yeah, and there is an added cousin to all of this, which is definitely in my wheelhouse, which is play. Sometimes people don't actually have a heavy investment in a ship as much as they have the idea of play. Uh, You sometimes might find this as crack pairings, like, because supposedly named after a... you know, well, it's so crazy a pairing, it's on drugs. Uh, But, you know, sometimes you'll find them known as crack pairings, where they're just like, well, what are these two... what, What about these two characters who have nothing in common and no place to start from? What can we come up with for them? And in those situations, that entire idea is play. It is taking the characters and removing them from their context and seeing what you can do with them and... Yeah, fiddling around and, you know, having fun with it. Yeah. And, like, you know, that's, that's really cool. That's something that's really respectable. I
1: mean, but, even in, like, you know, a,
0: The very nature of it means we make fun yeah, of it. I mean,
1: even in, like, a non-romantic context, just seeing, hey, would these two particular characters be interested together can lead to fucking things like Iron Man and Power Fist. Yeah, uh, wow. Power Fist and I- Wow! Iron Fist and Power Fist!
0: <laughs> Tell me more about your Power Fist. Because that's a Canadian brand, man. Uh,
1: see, apparently, I'm Canadian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Pendix. We love you uh, too. I mean,
1: but no, like, just saying, hey, what's a good idea? You know, what's interesting about these. What's a shout out to this episode? <laughs> what's interesting about these characters that we could put together is just, that's just fucking writing, man. <laughs> like, on a basic level, like, again, these interactions can be, can make something more that that can make them more of a character that is pretty empty. Like, like uh, any like any character that doesn't have a strong like supporting cast with good people to prop them up can be improved by bringing someone else in and sort of giving them what they don't have at least you know yeah. like again the less material you have on a character the less you know amount of pages less amount of screen time you have if you still want to mm-hmm. you know put a shot in that character's arm you can introduce someone up, another character with not a lot of screen time and not a lot of exposure and. You know, have something greater than the sum of your parts,
0: and then you know, call them Palafist. No, uh, that
1: actually, Palafist is a real character talent. He's like the alternate future, some bullshit. I don't know. I know he's black and has like an alternate color Iron Fist costume, he's like my favorite colors to play Marvel versus Capcom three with. Looks great. Oh, nice. <laughs> so that, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That guy, he had like one scene. It's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's my that's you. my save right there. Let's get it. <laughs> Is that a dumb Luke HDR to go with it? I think it's like an amalgam or some shit.
0: By the way, on um, like one of one of the things about this whole like we we have kind of understatedly said it, but you know to to make it very explicit, if you're doing this stuff, do it well. Do you, do take pride in your work. It is totally cool, and you should totally be respecting it because mm. lots of people are going to tell you anything you create is garbage.
1: That's how it goes. Hey. Yeah.
0: Like, do do not let anyone else dull your sparkle. So, uh, Clay, mm. did you have any ships that you'd like to see, uh, more exploration of, or think, or, or have pet theories about?
1: Uh, mm, mm, these are these are the thoughts. Uh, um, yeah, you know, I guess. You put me on the spot. <laughs>
0: yeah, I did. <laughs> For a reason. I
1: appreciate that you like
0: get me back. It's payback for embarrassing me in front of my sister. Apparently, <laughs> uh,
1: look, man, I'm Canadian. We're very polite, so you can't you can't hold that kind of shit against me. Ah, <laughs> <I,
0: laughs> uh, yes, politeness, the currency of Canada. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that the word sorry,
0: but yeah,
1: uh, it. It's, you know,
0: this is this is about, just just on a pure indulgent level, tell me about some things, about characters in relationships that you like, or some characters you want to see in a relationship, or characters you think would have a really interesting relationship. If, if, I'm,
1: if I'm to stay on brand, there needs to be more Bloodstone and Blade. Maybe not as a couple, I think they're too volatile together, like, it'd be too much bullshit, but they just need yeah. to be more of that together. We'll see how that event, I'm probably not going to read for reasons, turns out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm kind of on the bubble on that one, uh, just just because like I like Elsa so much that it, that it like you know, Blade is still a tiny bit of a gag character in my mind just because mm. he's teasing you. Uh, I'm aware. And, and, I'm you know, aware. Like I, I don't but that's the thing I don't know what there there is for Blade. Eh. Mostly I know. Mostly I know that Blade is in two movies and a third movie apparently two
1: and a half movies. <laughs> And a, a, a TV series.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He got an anime, didn't he? And a TV what? series. Blood Plus or something like that?
1: Yeah.
0: And that one Blades a little girl, right?
1: No, he's a little Japanese girl that falls in the world. Yeah, yeah. But no, like, um, I can see things like so, that. I honestly, uh, if I'm putting things, I, I, Cyclops with anyone else. Cause, like, go. Go, man. Go, Scott. Go be out in the world. Like,
0: isn't it weird that Scott has this thing for powerful telepaths who are way out of his league?
1: Anybody who cannot get in your head, Scott. Yeah. Go find some nice girl who can bench Maybe press strong. Someone truck, who you left... know? Somebody can keep your ass in line.
0: Someone who'll have to learn someone who'll have to learn what a mess you are from actually listening to you, and so you'll have to learn to communicate.
1: It's it's <laughs> God, like
0: I, like I wholeheartedly believe that Scott's Scott's fucked up relationship status is in part because he keeps dating telepaths.
1: I, I, all this work I don't have to do, right? I could just <laughs> all this work that you should have learned how to do, for fuck's sake, man.
0: And that means he doesn't really consider the fact that not doing that work is itself a problem. It's
1: it's a, it's a fucking handicap, man. It's you're it, you're you're shooting your own legs off, money. Like go be with people, bro. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You know who I reckon I would pair, you know who I would, like, age aside, because these things are very plastic, but you know who I would want to pair Scott with, like, who I think could actually really click with him? Dazzler?
1: Just to be different? Just to to give him something outside of his comfort zone?
0: Okay, so so here's the thing, right? Scott, in in my favorite interpretations of Scott, right? Scott is basically a guy trying his best, and he's not very good at it. Like, he's actually kind of good at the stuff he has to do, but, like... As far as the being a leader, being the, the commander of the of the X-Men, he's actually not all that great at it. And mostly what happens is other people are... Yeah, you know, the X-Men work, not because Scott's a great leader, but because everyone else in the X-Men likes Scott enough to, to respect him in that regard, mm. right? You know, Evolution handles this the best by just making him kind of a shitty uh, teacher's pet who tries his hardest and is right most of the time, but is just such a dick about it.
1: <clears throat>
0: now, Dazzler on the other hand, Dazzler is everything that that Scott is not. She is, she like has her own life together. She's not a member of the X-Men. She doesn't need the X-Men for support. She's not interested in higher education. There is no field in which Scott, as part of a conventional power structure, has anything on or related to her. He's, he's, he has to approach her as a person and he has to talk to her because she's not a telepath. So, Scott is now in the position where, like, and and I think she'd push all these buttons because he likes uh he likes glamour. Like, y- you can't tell me a guy who's dated both Jean Grey and Emma Frost is not into women who are very proactively stylish. Mm. Like, even even when Jean Grey was trying to be girl next door, she was still girl next door. Tommy Hilfiger model. <laughs> <laughs> I have feelings about this stuff. Um, but uh, Dazzler. The, the other thing is Dazzler isn't likely to get anything terribly hecked up going on in her life she's not a murloc she's not phoenix force she's not in charge of the stepford cuckoos she she is disconnected from that stuff. Largely, Dazzler's stories are stories about living at her level. You know, working class mutant with superpowers who, you know, saves the day occasionally, but also still has to make rent. Which means she gets to do a lot of grounding Scott in a reality he normally gets to ignore because he's a private school trust fund boy. Yeah, uh, I... uh, Feel free. You know? No, I'm
1: with you. It's... it's <clears throat> I don't know. She... This feels like too much for him. <laughs>
0: He's dated Emma Frost and Jean Grey. Like, it, too much for him is kind of his bad
1: Yeah, but, like, yeah, but again, the Saki thing smooth a lot of that over.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it shouldn't. <laughs> there's, a, there's a sequence in an episode of Scrubs, of all things, because, like, you know, d- turning to Scrubs for relationship advice, that's a good sign. Um, but there's a sequence in Scrubs uh, where JD has just spent the uh, evening messing up with his new... Uh, girlfriend, like making making a point, of like, oh no, I've been screwing up with my new black girlfriend, and she takes a takes a moment and tells him, look, I'm not here for a project. That's what Scott needs. <laughs> he needs someone who will who will make it very clear to him, no, 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 this is about enjoying each other's company and being in a relationship, not about you know fixing or solving or redeeming. God, the the uh, I will redeem Emma Frost with my penis plot arcs.
1: God. Yeah, well, um. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have opinions on that too? Oh no, I, don't know. I, I uh, look, man. I don't trust anything Emma Frost says or does or has done to her. So I <laughs> assume that like she was. Well, we we know she was. She was in it for like to fuck with him on other levels. So yeah, Emma Frost is so cool. Yeah. So like whatever you, Scott, you were not in charge of that situation at all ever. <laughs>
0: No, I, I I personally liked uh, and here's another shipping thing. I really liked the interpretation of the Scott Emma dynamic that she was literally doing it to fuck with Jean, <laughs> like it was literally uh uh. You like that pair of shoes? They're mine now.
1: As, like lost things, right? I like a lot of lost relationships, and one of the ones that always gets me is the because it's off the window. I guess right now, fucking Misty Knight is dating the Falcon, and like oh. and like I know you know, Iron Fist has a low profile these days, but I feel like that's a to step down, yo. Like, A, Danny was rich, so, like, mm. Yeah, but she's a cop. Yeah, but...
0: <laughs> you take that back.
1: She is a private detective.
0: She stopped being a... She's a Misty Knight.
1: <laughs> so, like, I don't know. It's one of those, like, things. It's like, no, yeah, Misty Knight and Danny Rand. You know, Green Arrow and Black Canary. Just one of those things that just always is. And... Mm.
0: Yeah. It feels I could definitely see that. It feels
1: weird to have that gone.
0: Yeah, I could I I fixed and, and especially for that particular context of why why Falcon? Um he she knows he's a sidekick, right? I
1: don't know. I mean some people might say Danny's a sidekick, but like he's a more interesting sidekick.
0: Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> ooh. Oh, I wanna see Luke having that conversation. I'm pretty sure they have, but like yeah. Like, are you sure you're not my psychic? I'm bigger uh, than you. Well, is this how this works?
1: <laughs> I can literally put you in my pocket, so...
0: <laughs> but, no, like... <laughs> to be fair, it's not his fault that Danny... It, it's not Danny's fault that Luke has enormous, enormous pockets. <laughs> I mean, Danny has very deep pockets. It's not the same thing, yeah, that, but, you know... See,
1: there's a thing there. There's like a, a good, bad joke there. But, like, uh... Damn. Down... Yeah. <sighs> Man... You know what I kind of want to see just for like no reason whatsoever? I want to see I want to see um Grace Choi and Cassandra Kane. Just cuz like what even happens there? <laughs> that feels like it doesn't work at all. That feels like I don't
0: know. but you you want to put together two incredibly physically powerful women of uh, queer sexualities with incredibly bad uh, upbrings and uh sexual histories, who are both basically indestructible combat machines and don't communicate well. Grace communicates
1: perfectly well. She just doesn't have a lot she needs to communicate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Cass wants
1: to, but can't, and all she can do is punch you. Apparently it makes good, you know, therapy. But, that's still my favorite fucking line. It's like a, it's a friendship, like, what are you gonna do? How I, I, what if I go crazy and hurt somebody? She just goes, I'll hit you. Goes, I right. <laughs> I want friends like that like <laughs> yeah but no that as things that, like are, that i can't even see well, first of all i think there's a significant age difference there depending on how old cassandra kane is at this moment in time but you know
0: oh yeah yeah Th- these things are very fungible yeah. like don't don't beat yourself too much about that particular point because it's really not something you can do anything with like you can't you can't prove it right or wrong
1: as it's as, as almost as like a shitty like you know man of kleenex situation any firestorm and anyone else like what if what if yeah. you do Firestorm and Blue Beetle? Like you do like uh uh Jeffrey Rush or I guess uh Jefferson Jackson and, you know, Jaime Reyes, they have a lot to talk about. <laughs> you know? And they have no way to talk about it because there's always that other motherfucker attached to their spine. You know? This is a, I can imagine. well at least my mine-
0: absence of privacy like, is a really interesting plot point too. Like the the idea of okay. like having someone who understands what it's like to never be properly alone. Yeah.
1: And he's like, hey, at least yours that's, speaks that's, English that's and doesn't genuine... tell you to kill people. And like, yeah, but he's a ninety-year-old white man. Get the fuck out of here.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I, I'm in, a, I'm in, a, like, y- you and I both know what it's like to live under the impression that you know there is always someone there. You are never have, you never have privacy. You never have safety. Yeah,
1: I, I, that's some space I can see working. In. Uh, it's weird though because I, the, let's I say firestorm, right? And there's like the cross media promotion of Firestorm these days is odd because like the one who's on the sh- TV shows who just went off is you know young black man in like late teens early twenties. The one that's on the cartoons is the same old you know teenage white guy and like like who who, who. it's funny because like you know Man needs some more promotion I think and his book is getting canceled so it'd be neat if he shows up in a Firestorm book to like there's gonna be a Firestorm book <laughs> if he shows up in a book that Firestorm is also in. Give something for both of those characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somewhere for them both. All right, together. all right,
0: all right. You've you've got thoughts and you've got feelings on this. <laughs>
1: uh, so yeah, n- no, I'm, <laughs>
0: I'm just writing down. It's it's that same it's that same place though, and it's fun to do. Yeah. And you know, if if you if you uh, if you enjoy this whole concept space, you you can see why it's possible to just keep falling into it. It's one of the things. One of the reasons we study it sociologically is because. Um, Two, two of the things that makes sociology and academia easier is um, translatable media. So like some people writing stuff down or recording it and uh, uh, sorting and cataloging. Mm-hmm. And fan fiction authors do that for themselves.
1: Oh well, I mean that's... we, we yeah. have
0: searchable databases of this stuff.
1: Well, oh, that's like the whole fandom like nerd thing where like you just assemble large amounts of shit and just put it, you know, build it up over time. Like every aspect of fandom does that. And it's ridiculous how far they go with it. Like even I have a certain aspect of that and how I approach these things. That's why I have these I have this weird need to categorize, which is probably more than it should be, to be honest. But my brain does hmm. that, you know.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Um, at, and and for what it's worth, I think that um, I have a I have kind of a like just one. It's a bit of a weird thing. It it actually has changed pretty revolutionarily in the past couple of years. Hmm. Uh, I used to think that the most important thing that they could do with um, Peter Parker and Mary Jane is break them up?
1: Uh, if we're still in this place, that's the number one fucking thing. I hate the idea that, like, the story of a relationship ends when they become officially a couple. Like, you can't tell. Yeah, it's yeah. It's so fucking immature of a mindset that, you know, Oh, I got married. I succeeded in my goal of getting married. Like, motherfucker, no. You're, 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 a relationship is a is... A process. It's a life. It's a thing you continue doing. It's not a goal yeah. that you achieve. It's so, ugh. like, even, like how people treat relationships that Superman and Batman can have, and oh, they can't get married. Like, oh my god! Like, grow up and tell a story about an adult.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, back when I thought they should be broken up, it was actually kind of more mean than any of this.
1: Uh, is it, is it <laughs> Yeah. I'm just. It I'm just yelling Peter... at the publishers when I do all that.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. No. Uh, it was that Peter wasn't good enough like peter wasn't an interesting component of that relationship and mary jane was basically a reward
1: that is a very and she that's that's a way to go
0: yeah and and it really bugged me and i felt like uh, if mary jane should be her own character in this universe you've actually got like this really interesting idea for a character in this universe who knows a lot of a lot of existing uh, uh characters um but isn't herself superpowered, and you you could have like this really kind of interesting jet setting kind of character. Um, but uh, yeah, no, um, then then one more day happened, and I went, oh, this is how that would look. <laughs> well, <then> that's <laughs> Turn around. the around
1: thing that people write of like this sort of like this sort of nagging housewife, cop's wife thing. Like we're starting to get yeah. hints of that, in, like Black Lightning, and you know, let us hope it doesn't go that bad. But just the idea of. You know, I mean, the whole thing of having, uh, you know, shipping a special person with a normal person and where all that goes. Yeah. Like, it takes a certain me, a degree of skill to know how that should work or how to make that work. Mm.
0: And, and, and you know, there's also that whole, like, in some cases it can be really, it's really boring the way that people tend to handle it. Oh, it's the Superman and Wonder Woman like, thing. This... Like,
1: get the fuck out of here. Like, that's so, who? Like,
0: yeah, and, and there's nothing inherently interesting about those two characters interacting.
1: Not on that uh, level. Like I can you. think of ways to make you know them on a team or fighting or something interesting, but like that relationship is just so nothing.
0: Well, the most interesting thing about that relationship to me is how it fails. Mm. Because you have a farm boy from Kansas who, like, he writes, he's a journalist, but everything we know about Clark is that he's very wholesome, very sincere, and very, for lack of a better term, American normal.
1: Yeah.
0: And, like, as his interest, the stuff that he cares about and has fun doing. By contrast, Wonder Woman's, like, day-to-day life on Themyscira is, you know, beating up Hydras and, like, adventure and questing. Yeah, it... And, like, her her natu- her natural neutral state is doing shit. And his neutral state is, everything's fine. I don't have to do shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: and neither of those are bad. It's just, it, it creates a very different dynamic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It, I guess there is some interest in that. I don't know if that was the thought process behind pushing that at the time it was happening. You know, again, this is me yelling at publishers, but like, I don't think that's what their minds That's giving them more, more credit than I think they were even giving themselves when they created the idea. Just because of how it played out and how it felt, I guess, in that sort of New 52-esque way. It doesn't really, it doesn't really click, man. I, I'm even more on the fence about the batman wonder woman thing but i can see some there there and i mean that's that whole thing that does wonder woman need to have a serious relationship in that way
0: and you know i mean if she does have a serious relationship why does she have one Mm. she i this this is one of those other things where it's like this is a legitimately interesting storytelling topic but it does awfully sound a lot like well i want to have a lot of porn in this story um wonder woman is from a culture in universe that has no Western idea of monogamy because they don't have any Western concept of magic marriage. They derive from Greek myth and were conceived of by a polyamorous couple uh, on a narrative level. Like, it doesn't... Well, couple... Polycule, I think is the term? Anyway, the point is that, like... A bunch of there isn't goddesses really got together any... and did a thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and, like, she's directly connected to Greek gods who were notoriously a uh, multi-partner. But, you yeah, know we filter it all back through a particular perspective. I'm not saying that I want the comics to be like, well, here are Wonder Woman's seven girlfriends, because what I really kind of don't want, with all this talk of shipping, is I kind of don't want the people making the comics to try and do the fun, cool stuff about relationships, (laughs) because they're not
1: very good. Yeah, well, again, that's people who've trained to focus on X. Like, do you want to see those people do Y? Mm, Since we have all the X and Y on the table again? But, I don't know, like... (laughs) It's the exact same thing. Do you, who do you want doing what? And it's like, everybody has things they're good at and bad at. So, I don't know. It's different levels of skill, I guess.
0: Yeah. Anyway. And this is why you can have more than... an hour and 20 minutes about characters fucking.
1: I mean, and only kinda. You know, we didn't get in any of the details except when it comes to ghosts, which is very important.
0: All right, all right. Okay, so lightning round. <laughs> oh, Lord. Characters and actual me- mechanisms of fucking. Oh, God. Hypothesis. Okay. Superboy would be equally turned on by McGann as a white Martian as he would be with her as a green Martian. Because
1: he lives in a bubble and doesn't have those preconceived notions of attractiveness?
0: Well, they're both the xenoforms to him.
1: Yeah, but like, well, it depends.
0: And every other Kryptonian we know wants to bone non-Kryptonians.
1: Uh, we're, 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 look, alright, most of the humans I well, The most important human I know... Has so, so, so like that, no?
0: Clark tried to bone a mermaid.
1: I mean, who hasn't?
0: <laughs> I live on the coast and I've never
1: tried. Uh, I'm, I guess I guess some of us just have more confidence. That's
0: absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, fine. That was that that was too spicy for you. <laughs> all right, fine, fine. I uh,
1: know. I'm just uh, if you told me he he again we're uh, going by Young Justice him he doesn't have like, he's just. He just has a general urge to fuck and does think that I can roll with, but you're like, Oh well whatever, it's all aliens to him. Like yeah. Like I think that's putting too much consideration into the thought process he would have in that set context. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well well also, at the same time, half of his DNA is Lex Luther, and Lex Luthor absolutely wants to fuck an alien. Oh
1: man, you've never seen the uh Superman doomsday like animated series movie?
0: No. In which no, Le- I've seen the I've seen the sequence of Lex Luthor trying to to basically neg Clark Kent.
1: Okay, so you didn't see the thing where he has a clone of Superman? He keeps it in like a red sun room, and he just like beats it, and then just kind of sits mounted on it for a while and pants, and like he sends the <laughs> Superman clone out to like do Superman things, and it comes back, and it goes into the room, and then he just like hits it with, and that's like. Just how he deals with the perception of you know Superman's death and his erection—that's how that
0: works. The stuff in Irredeemable didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah, I
1: know. This is this is on one of the directed video movies, and it was like done in the style of the animated series. So like it might be canon. <laughs> different voice actors right. and different thing, you know, and obviously very that shit's going on.
0: All right, we're absolutely terrible at lightning rounds. <laughs> is Wally actually Ace?
1: No, man. He has kids. He has a grandson.
0: <laughs> sorry, uh, Young Justice again. I'm
1: sorry. Yeah, you go that, and I just go, so like, He's got those two annoying little kids. That nobody
0: likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. I'm Good
1: sorry, point.
0: I can't. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. You, you know, you read the manga.
1: <laughs> Even in the TV show, like the new, like Wally, like Black Wally, he's hitting on something. Yeah, he's he's a uh, he had a off again on again relationship with Jesse Quick. So like, you're like oh for one. And he had the fucking he had the thing going on with uh, Artemis, and like, sure, everybody wants to fuck Artemis. That's not even like a personal sexuality thing, but like,
0: wait, so this is like Nani from Lilo and Stitch?
1: I, I, maybe I think so. I, I'll put. I mean, look, I, it's the voice. It, she talks that way, and that does that does things.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> anyway. I think at this point we are just going to start sitting around talking about what superhero characters we think are really hot, and I think that if anyone wants that, that's bonus content they have to ask for specifically.
1: Yes, yes twice the content, just like Nightcrawler. Uh, y- y- you wanna
0: you wanna unpack that one a little there? I have recording. Like, you can you can edit that in if you want to. I don't think I ha- I I don't have my side of it. <laughs> makes- so uh, so 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 expound because we're clearly not going to end with a blade joke because he actually came up naturally.
1: You have. Okay, so, okay, I'm pretty sure one of the writers confirmed. I'm gonna look this up, because I'm pretty sure this is like partially confirmed by a writer in some way. But look, right, he's got the two feet.
0: The sound you hear is Clay Googling Nightcrawler's dick, comma, plural? Question mark, question mark. Okay, so he's
1: got the two little fingers, and he's got the two little feet, and like, presumably he has the two little penises.
0: That's not how dactility works. Uh, again,
1: how many Nightcrawlers have you fucked? Well. Alright. There's a specific, there's like a, there's like a, fucking type of thing they are. Like, it, it, it got boring when they implied that he was related to a like, race of demons or something. So, like... Yeah, yeah. So, I... I I can't find the confirmation, but I'm pretty sure it was, like, this is Cl- Claremont or something said this. Like, on record, in a court, at some point. That's my story. I'm going with that.
0: Well, I can't prove you're wrong.
1: I... Look, I... I. That's just somewhat false. I have a whole right keep... Nah. Uh,
0: Thrilling Thrilling audio content. Look, anyway, I uh I still hold this is true. <laughs> that was from the rooftops. Uh podcast about whether or not Nightcrawler has two dicks. That was Clay. <laughs> Look,
1: I again anybody who's yeah. been there can confirm or deny.
0: Yes. we we'll do it on the if letters the If you've had time. sex with Nightcrawler, please contact us and let us know. Or just send pictures to Clay.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. Look, the tail gets places, it does things. It's exactly what you need.